Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Tribooth, don't forget the code, T-R-I-P-A-P-200 to get $200 off your Tribooth. And Passport VO, a a collaboration between the Pro Audio Suite, that's us, and Centrance, the new dual interface for voiceover and podcasting. Out soon. Get yours. Go to our website, theproaudiosuite.com, find the link and get your order in. There's a handful left. Right, now, self-noise. Everyone talks about it. What the hell is it? And how does it affect what we do? It's like when you walk around going like, <laughs> I do that quite often. But, uh, yeah, you're, like, you're on the telephone with someone and you're like, I can't hear you when you say, oh, I have to hang up, sorry, bye. Well, I can tell you what products don't usually spec self-noise. And when you look at specifications, it's almost always USB mics. You ever notice that? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you'll see a, an actual spec on a USB specific mic called self noise. Because they don't have to, because the output of the mic is after the preamp. Right. It's, it's an irrelevant spec in terms of the output. Maybe the fifth gen um, road from the last podcast uh, has it. Because it has an XLR output. Well, they spec it. They they do have it on it. They, Large diaphragm. Right. So they spec it at the XLR output, and it's extremely low. It's only 4 dB self-noise. Yep. Right. I guess there is no proper way to spec self-noise when the USB output is the output, because you can't differentiate the self-noise of the mic and the preamp of the mic from the AD. And the A to D converter. Right. The whole system. Right. Well, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it seems that Rode has set a benchmark, a benchmark for how quiet the self noise of a mic can practically be. There there are mics that are branded as being quieter. There's yep. one called the Sub Zero, made by um, Lewitt. So that one is you know supposedly less than zero dB, but in mm-hmm. real world practice, it's more like four dB or five or something. So I think it's like car companies and they're they're zero to sixty and top speed and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. These are numbers <laughs> that we, we use to measure things and say, whoa, look how fast it is. But in the real world, what's it like? What does it really do? And yeah. So like I'm using a mic right now and I and granted I am not in a studio. I'm not in an ultra low noise environment. I'm in my basement of my parents' house. It's pretty quiet right that's now. That's where you ended up, man. That's where, in the end, this is where. In I, the end, that's where you ended up. It's, man. Yeah, he got in trouble <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a naughty boy. And I'm talking into a mic that on paper has a 16 dB self noise, which happens to be the same figure as the 41.6. Um, so the question is, is like, is the self noise this mic is emitting right now in any way noticeable? Do you notice it above the noise of your headphone monitors and your other amplifiers? Do you notice the self-noise of this mic? your kids screaming in the background? 
Well, I don't have any kids. I'm asking you guys, not the listeners, although the listeners oh, do. Right, right. What do you guys hear? No, and it's also our listening environment, too, that's clouding yeah, all that. Exactly. You know, George's point. And, and so it really doesn't actually make yeah. a huge difference. And what makes sometimes a bigger difference isn't how much the self-noise is, but actually what's its particular sound. Is the energy more focused in the high frequencies? Does it hiss? Does it whine? Is it a very smooth, broad just blanket that's kind of almost pleasing. You you could almost have good noise. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You can just consider it dither. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's different, so many characteristics of noise. Some broadband noises actually have a name, like white noise, pink noise, brown noise. I don't know the technical differences between them, but I know they all have a different sort it's, of It's weighting. equal power or equal energy. Got it, yeah. And so pink noise has like a is more it jumps around more the meters jump more and it has a different distribution of the energy between the high and low frequencies white noise is much more consistent and what people are more used to when they think of snow on a tv i have a brown noise is that another waiting like a is that a there there might be something i don't know i've heard of it uh, is that like a loudness waiting like the way what's a fletcher munchen munson curve kind so of so the thing? fletcher munchen curve is just that at different volumes your ears are better or worse at hearing high and low frequencies right so the loudness button on your amp is like the inverse fletcher munchen munson curve so right. that it sort of makes quiet things sound loud um it's the smiley face eq that we all like you know right right brown don't like i'm but, hearing that know. brown noise is actually the bassiest according to some of the most soothing <laughs> so, uh, it sounds like a marketing turn. Yeah. <laughs> Depends how how right, low it right. is. Yeah. It'll, it'll be the new spec on the microphone. Like, well, there was brown A-weighted noise. It was a weapon. Brown noise, yeah. sixteen decibels. Mm-hmm. There's also <laughs> green noise. I've found, um, but I guess the question is: is like when does a mic become too noisy? Like when is it? It depends clearly, on the application. Yeah, like when does it clearly stand out? Let's yeah. just say in the context of voiceover. You know, when does it become too noisy? Well, it has a lot to do with how much gain you have to apply to it, right? The volume that you're working at in the in the first place. And also, if you get the right preamp setting on your preamp, you're going to amplify less of that noise if you have to um, increase the gain later. Because once you set your level, all the noise and everything that's in in that level goes up and down when you raise the volume. So you want to set your initial ratio between your noise and your voice to be the biggest ratio possible so that the voice is really way above the noise. Is there any mics that when you think of, I can't use that for voiceover, it's too noisy? Do we dare call out any brands or models? (laughs) Well, it's funny you should say that because there was one, it wasn't too noisy for voiceover, but it was audibly, you could hear it. And that's uh, my um, Microtech Gefell, the... 92.1 S, mm-hmm. which is the tube mic. And, it, you know, you can hear there is a bit of noise in there. Mm. Um, I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to find some stats in it. I can't find anywhere. I'll look on recordinghacks.com in their mic database. Yeah, I just had a look there and I couldn't see it. Oh, here we go. Noise level. Wow. Okay. Uh, noise level is, it says 25 yeah. dB or 15 dBA. Yeah, so A is the weighting of it. Yeah. Yeah. What's 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 the road measured in A weighted or is it just not the road but the uh the um the earthwork? They don't always specify that, do they? Sometimes they decide to be confusing about it. Yeah. They won't put like they won't put A or 
it's going to be A or C, right? Yep. Explain really quickly the difference between those two. Uh, I'm not good at this, but it's the weighting based on the frequency, as I believe. It's a little bit like the Fletcher-Munson curve. but The C, I think, is how we hear sound. Yeah. And A is sort of, on an energy level, more linear. That's my understanding. Well, just to give you an idea, the, this, this microphone, the OC-18 from Austrian Audio, which is what I'm on now, that has yeah. uh, a noise level of 9 dBA in comparison with the Microtech, which has well, 15 dBA. Yeah, A weighting is more like the human hearing. And that's interesting, right? Because uh, on paper or on specs, yeah. your Microtech Gefell is actually slightly quieter than this mic I'm using right now. But listening to this microphone, okay. would you categorize yeah. this mic as noisy? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to isolate the thing to hear it, but... Um, it doesn't sound that noisy. I mean, right now we're not picking anything. We're going through a lot of stuff, though. You guys all muted your own mic chain. I don't know if you can, but yeah. what do you hear? I got too much noise yeah. here on my own. Just Yeah, yeah, I can mute. Well, they do list it as A-weighted. So on, on the Earthworks Ethos specs, it's 16 dB SPL A-weighted. That's what it says. So what's the what's the Gefell A weighted? Fifteen. So they're pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. And the A weighting, right? And the A weighting is basically human hearing at low levels. C C weighting is for things at high level, the noise oh. as you will hear it. So it's the two ends of the Fletcher Munson curve in terms of uh, loud and not I loud. See. Z Z weighting. Oh, I never heard that. Is flat frequency response ten to twenty k plus or minus one point five. This response replaces the older linear or unweighted response uh, as these did not define the frequency range over which the meter would be linear. Crazy. So so Z-weighting is like basically flat. Well, it's interesting comparing the specs. If you look at if you're looking at mic specs on paper, this $350 Earthworks blows the Gefell out of the water in every possible way, right? First of all, it's 20 to 30 kilohertz uh frequency response right it's super cardioid it has a peak acoustic input of get this 145 db mm. damn wow before clipping right um it has no pad switch obviously doesn't need one um and it's self it's 16 db self-weighted right or self-noise um and you look at the other mic the max spl of the gefell is 118 DB. Yeah. So you have to be careful what you mic that with that mic. Yeah. Um, but it's just incredible that modern, because that would be, con- is that considered yeah. a vintage mic? Well, it would be vintage. And, and it's also, um, I mean, you can still buy them near the, the uh, Gefell. Uh, the M92.1, and you can right. either get the S, there's a, also the UM92.1, which is the, uh, the multi pattern one. Mine's just a fixed cardioid. But, um, I think the reason that it has a lower SPL is because the diaphragm in the Gefell is the old M7, which and is that is that a plastic uh, diaphragm? Forty-seven, yeah, the U forty-seven. So, what, what tube is in this thing? Because that'll that'll tell us like it's the EF eighty-six. Okay, so it's sort of like a and it's it's an EF eighty-six with an M seven capsule. Yeah. Okay, so that thing is like halfway a U forty seven and halfway a U sixty seven. Correct. Yeah, it's like the EF eighty or and and I think the other mic that used the EF eighty six might have been the the bottle, which was like the five 
something, but um, uh, the CV five six four, CVM five six four, yes, or CMV five six four. I think it's called. That's a pretty sweet mic. I bet that could fell, man. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, the M7, and then the thing about the M7 capsule in that Gefell is because Gefell, during the war, when Neumann moved out of Berlin and went to Gefell, to, when it was being bombed, um, all the machinery went across there. So when they went back to Berlin after the war, a lot of the machine uh, machine stuff stayed in uh, Gefell. And in fact, the, the original machining for tooling up the M7 capsules and stuff is still in Gefell, and they still use it today to make those m7 capsules right, it, was, it was the split but but they that, that ended up in east germany for a while right like it was like the communists yeah well that's right. that's what yeah. happened yeah i'm surprised they didn't blow it all up so but that's the um is is it a mylar capsule or is it, is yeah it um is it mylar i'm, I'm not 100, no i don't think it is mine mean, it's funny because it's like it's like you do and you don't want a mylar capsule it's like you do if you want to be a purist about it but if you want it to wear out and fuck up one day, then get a Mylar capsule. Yeah, well, it's a PVC capsule. <laughs> PVC, right. Yeah. So I think PVC's, isn't it PVC's the new one? Because Mylar was the old one. And the Mylar would somehow wear out, I believe. I think, well, the other Gefell I've got has got the Mylar capsule. Mm-hmm. So they're still using it. Well, I, I know, because the, the purists are like, the, that's PVC. the real capsule. It's sort of like the 414 with the brass capsule. But the brass isn't as... Like the Mylar, I believe, has a specific issue with those things. They just go bad, I believe. They they just deteriorate, you know? I don't know the nature of Mylar, but I, th- I think they switched it to PVC or some other material that didn't um, break down in the same way. But then all the purists went like, oh, my God, it's not an M7. It's not an original M7 <laughs> or whatever. You're going to have to do a bit of Googling on the old Wikipedia, I think, to find out what the story is. But, um, yeah, anyway, that's the basic history of the Gefell. <laughs> well, I, I know the mics that I've heard over the years that stood out as noisy to me. One was like the uh, first generation of the condenser mic that um, Focusrite was bundling with the Scarlet. They had a very inexpensive you know, starter kit with a condenser mic bundled with a scarlet whenever i heard that i was like yikes that's not gonna work gotta replace that mic it was quite audibly noisy then a few people all you know have had the same kit and i'm like wow that sounds good and it turns out they did a revision on it and they improved it so i guess the newer kit has a better mic and it's no longer like a thing where the hiss is like oof um another one was the 2020 usb the original 2020 usb by et that one to me was always a pretty pronounced soft noise. Like it was just like, you got to upgrade that thing, you know, nice for podcasting or starting out as a, you know, as a beginner learning tool. But other than that, forget it, you know, noisy, too noisy. Um, But I can't think of too many other mics that are used on any regular basis where noise of the self noise of the mic becomes, makes it a problem. At least a problem before the room tone, room tone itself is actually the problem. You know, their environment, the background yeah. noise of the in space, that is what it gets would, in it the would, way It first. would only be if you were, like, recording, like, flies eating and... Well, ASMR. And, yeah, it's like it's like certain uses you're going to want something that has exceptionally so, low self-noise because you're going to be running the preamp right. really hot and you're going to be digging for gain. I mean, even even of a talent whispering at some moment, you're still pushing enough 
you're still easily getting to minus 20 and then you can still gain it up in your preamp if you have mm-hmm. one. So I, I think it's fringe to need, you know, that, those types of mics that have super quiet, you know, yeah, low, low enough self noise is good enough. I mean, it used to be like, ah, it's yeah. below the tape. <laughs> below the <laughs> <Who> tape. <cares? laughs> yeah. Yeah. The tape right, noise right. is higher, you know? Yeah. I've even heard two tube mics that have different self noise characteristics. Like years ago at um, the Don LaFontaine Voiceover Lab at SAG Foundation, we had two, and they probably still do actually, have two um, manly cardioid reference or reference cardioid, whatever they call that mic. One of them was brand new, donated to us by Ivana, and the other one was donated by Bo Weaver. So the one from Bo had new, you know, quite a few years on it, right? And the one from uh, Manly was brand new. And I remember putting up the Manly and putting up Bo's, and the Manly, the new Manly, the newly donated Manly, was quite a bit noisier, like in an audible way. Than the, the old one. And I was like, what is going on? Right. And I took the bodies of the mics apart and you could see that there were some differences in there, you know? And they had either they were forced to change the design or they chose to tra- change the design. And I don't know the story on it, but I was really taken aback. I was surprised to hear what I thought was to be, I thought it was kind of an unacceptable amount of self noise from the newer one. Where you would think it'd be the aged one, you know, the older one, that would have been the noisier one. It was a very strange thing. It it stands out in memory. It's been a long time, but I still remember that. And I think I have pictures of the two mics as well. I have to look. I think think one of the things about, like, low self-noise in a microphone is that most microphones, you plug them in and you hear all this stuff in already such detail that your mind forgives the noise. It's like... You're just like, wow, oh, holy cow. And you don't realize a really clean mic until you hear one and you've, and you've been able to sort of remember what one sounds like over the other or you're literally having them in an A-B situation. And it is a big difference. It can make things sound like that much more clean and good, but it, it never stops a recording from happening. And I think... I think mics with surprisingly high noise, clearly up to what is it, twenty five on that Cafel? Because I don't think anybody's going to be like that Cafel is terrible. No, <laughs> they won't. No, because you hear other things. Yeah. What do they say? Right. No one's going to kick it out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite with thanks to Tribooth and Austrian Audio recorded using Source Connect edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Whittem Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group to leave a comment suggest a topic or just say g'day drop us a note at our website theproaudiosuite.com